Hello, everyone, and we're going to drag you through this episode of the 90s Tunes podcast. <laughs> 90s Tunes, Tunes, Tunes. I'm glad you sung the theme song, because I'm not going to. Until we find one. But as we were talking about on the last episode, I got to pick the album this week. You sure did. And I picked Hellbelly Deluxe. Wait, wait, wait. Hellbelly Deluxe, sorry. No, Hellbelly. Yeah, Hellbelly. Sorry, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What's the rest? Without looking it up, do you remember what the rest is? 13 Demonoid. No. No. uh... But you're right with the number 13. Do you want to say it or shall I? You can. 13 Tales of Cadaverous Cavorting Inside the Spook Show International. Yes. Exactly what I would have said on my 57th try. (laughs) And do you know where he came up with the name of Hellbelly Deluxe? Yes. It references Dwight Yoakam's Hillbilly Deluxe. Yes. (laughs) From the, in 1987. Yes. So, yes, I did know that. I did some research this week. I did someone researching. Yeah, I know. It's not my forte, but I did some. I feel like I should just throw my notes out. I feel like we're going to have all the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's where I find most of my stuff. You know, like the scholar that I am. I suppose I could try to look back on interviews and stuff, and then I'd have to make physical notes. But Yeah, which I do. <laughs> <laughs> so what were your initial thoughts on hearing? Well, Actually, did you ever hear this album in full? I don't think so. I'm pretty okay. sure I hadn't, actually. Maybe you've probably played it because you had it, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I but did. But I don't know if I sat down and heard it. I probably heard it coming and going. But I did know a couple of songs off of it. Okay. I mean, that kind of answers the question, did you know this going in? I did know it going in. That's why, well, I guess not every album I'm going to pick in the future I know all of. No, but. But i wanted to do something that i knew sort of in the first few episodes so that's why i picked this one i really enjoyed it i remember listening to it probably last summer in the car because i have some anger issues no i i have (laughs) i don't don't have cds in the car so much as i have everything on an sd card and it just plays through that so that's one of the albums on the sd card and i remember listening to it one day it's funny you say that because I re- often read the comments on the videos and people uh-huh. are on YouTube and people are like, I love to drive to this. What a great driving song. A lot of people like to drive to yeah. this. <laughs> it's a good, it is. It's a good driving CD. I think we have, well, I don't really drive, but I think we have different opinions on what to drive with. This would get my anxiety up and I couldn't drive to this. Would you more likely listen to Dwight Yoakam's Hillbilly Deluxe? Maybe. It depends what exactly is on that. I'd be more I don't know what's on Hill. I don't know any Dwight Yoakam songs. I think I know some Dwight Yoakam songs. Does he sing like... Fishing in the Dark, I think oh, okay. Dwight Yoakam. Actually, I don't know. Now I need to look it up. Now I need to look up Dwight Yoakam, but I obviously, like, I remember him. But I'm more listen- likely to listen to the Venga Boys. <laughs> That's just good because I heard them today that they're at the top of my... Mind. <laughs> I have no idea about any of the songs off that CD. Right, Yoakum? Yeah. Yeah, you probably wouldn't. Yeah, I know some of his songs. The first <laughs> one that came up was Guitars Cadillac. I knew that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we should stick to the CD that we're listening to instead of Dwight Yoakum <laughs> CD <laughs> in 1987. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I, I don't remember this being country podcast 1980s. <laughs> no, me either, but I so what songs, what were your first thoughts when f- listening to this for the first time? For the first time? Yeah. Energy. 
It was okay. the first, like, so much energy. And then I went to a little... Is this cheesy? Back to... No, it's a really good album. And it's okay. meant to be a bit cheesy, I think. Like a little... Um, I remember Dragula very clearly. Like, okay. And when you said this CD, I was hoping it was on it, because I thought Dragula was a CD. Uh, so, okay. But I remember that very, very clearly coming out in the video being when I was in university. But yeah, then I thought cheesy to go back. <laughs> and it, I think it is a little bit... um. Like, I think he means it to be a bit cheesy. Like, oh, I wrote down the exact term I was going... I thought... I didn't write down the exact term I was going for. But, like, almost like cheesy horror movies or, like... B-type horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of his shtick and where he went with making movies. No, I was really glad to have something that was so energetic after our last couple of CDs. There were a couple, I was like, did I already hear this song? Is this a remake? But it wasn't. But there were a couple of those okay. moments near the end that I kind of came by, came across. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I mean, upon listening to it again. Um, I really enjoyed re-listening to it. There was some, there was one song that I didn't really like too much on it. Like what I really liked about it was like the intros of songs. Yeah. Like just some guitar riffs or the speaking in it or just the almost like you said the energy yeah so i really like good intros for songs how to make a monster i didn't like it so much because of the quality a lot of people had mentioned that and it's meant to be kind of lo-fi and and i realized that because i didn't think he would just put out a (laughs) yes really produced yeah yeah because it almost reminded me of like andy kaufman where he wanted to mess around with the TV and make it like <laughs> staticky for a couple seconds yeah. so people can get up and hit the radio TV. I had a different take on that. I oh, thought yeah. it was a spookier updated version of the Monster Mash. You know in the Mash there's the sound of like the lab? Yeah. In the song like it reminded bubbling and stuff. Yeah, it reminded me of that. And I even wrote down the Monster Mash and I listened to the Monster Mash <laughs> earlier just to be like, oh, okay. yeah, like that's what it reminded me of, especially with like monster in the title. That's exactly what I thought he was kind of going for, something like that. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. I'm not a huge horror fan. I can't say I don't like horror, but I mean, a lot of references I didn't get, I didn't bother to look into. Like, there's a lot of sayings from movies and things like that, but... Okay. Right at the first... No, not at the first. Well, there's the girl, the kid talking at the first, and then there's the other one. There's a kid praying. Return of the Phantom Stranger. You can probably hear my notes shuffle. <laughs> and then like church bells. It reminded me of Enter Sandman. Just that same yeah. kind of kid praying go with, with spooky based on that. Yeah. Did you, you look to be lost. What you, what you go, what, what you thinking about over there? Oh, just seeing who that girl was and what she's done. So. Okay. I didn't bother to look. I did look up what Dragula is. And it is the vehicle from the monsters. <laughs> yes, I did see that too. So <laughs> and the girl, I remember the vehicle from the video. So the girl that's speaking in that is um, Rob Zombie's wife. Oh, okay. They're still married, and I guess there's never been a scandal. <laughs> I came across that. Yeah. I figured something was up with her name after it was like Sherry Moon Zombie. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look at that. Um, when you said girl, I thought of Living Dead Girl, that song. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So apparently Rob Zombie hates that song, but he will play it because fans like it. 
When I saw him live, I think he played it as well. He put on a very theatrical show. Oh, I it bet. was it was really good. Like puppets like ten feet tall on stage and I forget what he played, to be honest, because it was probably 10, 15 years ago that I saw him, but I remember it was at the Stampede Corral in Calgary. Oh, okay. And Anthrax opened up. Hmm. That so. sounds like... I remember not going and being like, oh, I think I'd like Rob Zombie, but babysitter tickets. Is yeah. that really my scene? I don't know. <laughs> and the Stampede Corral. It was the best venue. I've been to a concert there, and yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good concert. I remember it was really good. It was really fun, energetic, very entertaining. So just like his music. Yeah, I could see it being a great show. I looked up his past. Did you look anything up about that? Like his past music or just no, no, past just his, life? like his life. No, well, not past life. He's still alive. Well, one, I want, I wondered what his name was, and it's Robert Bartley Cummings. Born in 1965, and he changed his name, I think, in 96 to Rob Zombie. But his parents worked at a carnival till he was 12. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah. they they quit. He remembers the night. Someone was, like, pissed off at the gambling tent, and a riot happened. There was gunfire. Tents were on, like, set on fire. He remembers seeing someone going up to someone with a hammer and hit, hitting them right in the face, and they left the Jeez. carnival after that. <laughs> That was, and then the other thing I learned about him was that he was a production assistant on PB's Playhouse. Oh, which I could see. I yeah. could see why, like, where Rob Zombie of like the last twenty years has gotten, or he, like maybe his whole career, but has yeah. gotten to where he's gone to with all the movies he yeah. produced. And I kind of thought that was interesting. The Carnival, I could see that kind of yeah, where it plays in like the monsters and. Mm -hmm. and, yeah yeah um i did find a great quote from him to describe this album and it's and says um all the songs follow the same formula of anger sex death monster demon zombie satanic drug abuse kind of raw drive kind of raw drive a tractor over your neighbor's skull kind of hate the world <laughs> so i'll burn it all down music yeah i can see that <laughs> and that is a perfect description, I think. It is. It's a good description. I like it. I mean, I've never run over a neighbor with a tra tractor. Never yet. Yes, and I've never thought about it, but this would be a good soundtrack for that. Oh, I have. Crazy dog lady. Yes. <laughs> and I love dogs. She has beautiful dogs. She's just crazy. We just don't like her. Yeah. You found a Canadian connection. Yeah. Okay. I'll say mine first because you have two. So... Tommy Lee plays drums on two of these songs. Did you know that? Because he was living in the studio? Yeah, because he was just released out of jail. And he is married to Canadian princess, was married, Pamela Anderson. <laughs> That's my Canadian connection. <laughs> and I kind of love that he was living at the studio. <laughs> hey, so the producer that what? produced some of the songs on here, the yeah. second producer. Yeah, yeah, I looked up, I saw the two producers. Scott Humphrey is Canadian. Oh, and I wrote his name down, but I didn't know he's Canadian. And also Frank Grainer, he's the uh, he's an engineer on the album, and he's also Canadian. Hmm. So yeah, to oh Canada, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it seems like uh, Frank and Scott work together on a, with a lot of different bands, like Andrew WK, Perfect Circle, Rob Zombie. So I think they go back and probably work together a lot. 
It's so funny you say Andrew WK because Demonoid Phenomenon. We go, uh-huh. Do you know that song? Violator, uh-huh. Desecrator. I wrote, Feels like a party song. Andrew WK, Party Heart. I wrote that down <laughs> like, That seems like a. They're not quite the same song, but they had that kind of same feel, especially with the video of Party Heart. But that's not as dark. <laughs> I had that song as my favorite song on the album. Oh, Demonoid. I'm like, Yeah. Oh, my favorite song, oh, for sure, is Super Beast. Okay. And I like Super Beast. Yeah. I think it's a great song as well. But I thought that one just stood out for me a little bit yeah. more, and I, I enjoyed it a little bit more. And co-wrote by Charlie Closer of Nine Inch Nails. Okay. He wrote, because he did a couple of songs and had to like back out. Produce. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what you were talking about before, right? Yeah. I also <laughs> saw the comment, and it was on Super Beast, but it's not just for that video that Rob Zombie likes to point in the distance while, be- while being very angry. And <laughs> that kind of <laughs> describes many of his videos, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I'm not mad by that. <laughs> I like his videos. Like, yeah. it's just, they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know much about Twisted Metal 3. Is it a video game? And he yes. wrote the soundtrack? Yes. Twisted Metal is a video game franchise where you're driving around in cars and you have to basically destroy the other cars. It was a fun video game for PlayStation. I remember playing the first one. And it was really good. And so it makes sense that, like, because some of the cars are, like, evil-type cars. And um, there's, like, an evil ice cream truck and, you know... It's just, it makes sense that he would write an album for that or do the soundtrack for that. Okay. Yeah, I just, that came up a lot. Sometimes my research is just reading people's comments. (laughs) That's how I get stuff. I was intrigued by Spook Show Baby with like, I don't know. I should have looked up what the instruments were. It almost sounded like a sitar, like an Indian feel. A lot of people said Egyptian music, but yeah, that kind of intrigued me. That was a little bit different than some of the other songs, and I liked that. It wasn't necessarily up there for my favorite song, but I liked that risk that he took, or that difference that he took. I don't think he, well, yeah, I, I see where you're going with risks, but I think he just did what he wanted to do. Yeah. And it didn't matter who was in the way he was going to make it that way use those instruments and make it his because it's not just just heavy metal it's kind of electronic ish yeah yeah and and like there's a whole i think he does remixes as well and they're like electronic remixes and they sound really good as well i did really enjoy lifting weights to this cd not necessarily cardio but lifting weights to this cd it was a good it's a good uh, weightlifting CD <laughs> with my little pink dumbbells. No, I'm kidding. I don't have little pink dumbbells. But just it made me feel more powerful. Yeah, lifting weight to this. I could see that. That's where I especially will have this in my rotation of what to listen to when I'm when I'm looking for something to listen to. It'll be when I when I exercise. Yeah. Now, one thing you might not know about me is one of my favorite songs, I'd say top five for sure, is More Human Than Human by what, the White yeah. Zombies. White yeah. Zombies? No, Z's? just White Zombie. White Zombie. And when yeah. I said it, I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> but It is yeah. a good song. That also has a really awesome opening riff to it as well. Yeah. Just like that like, bass line and, and guitar, yeah, guitar kicks in and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy that one. So when you said this, I was excited because I hadn't really 
With you would I don't even know another white zombie song. I might, but I can't think of one. When you said this, I'm like, oh, why did I never really look into Rob Zombie music where I know that song and I like Dragula and the Super Beast? I knew that song, but I didn't yeah. know that I knew which song I knew till I heard it because I never remember names of songs. But. Okay, so for some fun facts, Ooh. it reached number two in Canadian billboards. And we're going to focus on that number two for later on in the show. And You're going to poop in the no- middle of the show? <laughs> no. Near the end of the show? And it reached number five on U.S. Billboard Top 200. There's other countries that topped out or charted on, but we just concentrate on Canada and the U.S. But sold over three million copies in the U.S. and over 200,000 copies in Canada. Within the first week of sales, it topped what anything that White Zombie ever did. Is what I had heard. Yeah, yeah, it did. But no, I thought you were going somewhere. I was, I was no, I, I for the number two. Oh, I, is that about an announcement we have yeah. later? Later, later. I just want to know. I wrote down Perversion ninety nine because I write down all the song titles and write a little blurb, and I just wrote down who. <laughs> Not even a question mark, just who. And I don't remember the song. I don't remember what that means. <laughs> Maybe it was Pee Wee Herman. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Maybe there's someone who talks in it. And I thought, who's this? I don't know. But (laughs) no, I was, like I said, first I was like, energy. And I wasn't overly surprised you chose this. Like, it's kind of within your wheelhouse. Is that a word? And then I was like, is this kind of cheesy? And then I was like, yeah, it kind of is, but I like it. And that's what he's going for. Even, like, not with time it became cheesy. I think it's like that kind of cheesy horror feel yeah, like yeah. which is like creepy too it's very creepy a lot of people play it around October, it around halloween do you think this album holds up yes so do i i think it really holds up and it holds up well yeah for what it was at the time and then what it still is today yeah like i said cheesy but i think i don't know if i would have thought that back 20 years ago or more 25 years ago. But once you look at this and, and you look at his movies, it all makes yeah. sense. It and all comes together. I don't mean cheesy as like Tom Jones cheesy. I just mean like, I kind of like it. Like kitschy, like in a great way. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, after a while, I'm like, did I hear this song? It could have been about two songs shorter. No. No. No, uh, because... The the CD was like a good length. It was yeah. like 38 minutes or something like that. We paid for CDs back then, $20 yeah. or whatever, unless it was Columbia House. And you and got you 27 CDs get, for a penny. Yeah, and you want to get your money's worth. Yeah. So if it was too short, you'd be kind of, yeah. yeah. So, no, I think, what are you happy you chose this? I am happy that I chose this. It was a really good album to re-listen to. Good. So what album are you picking for next week? Okay, well... I thought of a lot that might piss you off and I wasn't trying to necessarily piss you off, especially after I don't think you really liked the last one, but we needed something lighter. Uh-huh. Light Yoakum? <laughs> but I, no, that's 1987. Well, I'm sure yeah, he had no, he did have others. Yeah. So I had some thoughts. I couldn't go straight pop, but this one I have listened to in the past. I'm, I'm giving you the spiel. No doubt Tragic Kingdom. I'm not upset by that. I didn't know how you felt about them, so we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Unless you have something to say right now. 
No, I'll I'll leave my thoughts to next week. I probably should have left most of my little <laughs> bit till next week too, but uh, but other than that, we're gonna start. We have an announcement. Yeah, we're gonna start doing a second show, which is gonna be a lot shorter than this one. Tiny little little mini sode. Yeah, mini sodes. But we're oh. gonna talk about one hit wonders. So one hit wonder Fridays. We're going to just talk about one song. Song. It'll probably be less than 15 minutes, which was how long their fame was. <laughs> yes, I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that being said, since Lena picked the song for next week, I'm you going to pick the one-hit wonder, and we'll, and we'll switch start. that. Yes, and I'm excited for... There's not too many one-hit wonders that I don't want to listen to. You've already heard this one. Oh, but. I know I did. I don't even know what you're going to say. I know I did. We're big hit, one hit wonder fans. So when I said this reached number two in Canada, this also reached number two in Canada. And Canada was this person's most supportive country, I guess, you could (gasps) say. Can I guess? Can I guess based on that? Is it Snow Informer? No, because that's like a national treasure. Okay, sorry. (laughs) With all of his hits. I don't know then. Canada, one hit wonder. Maybe you should have said, who wants to know? Who wants to know? <gasps> I didn't know he was Canadian. No, this he's not Canadian, oh, but his biggest, oh, he's most successful in Canada. Okay, yeah. So yeah. we're going to do Are You Jimmy Ray by Jimmy Ray. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so do I. I couldn't think of something. Well, yes, there's one other one. You'll pick it another I, time. <laughs> the other one that I'm thinking of that could be more ridiculous. Well, pick it another time. We'll don't pick even it time. don't even tell me what's yeah. on your mind. But I don't want to know what's on my husband's mind. That's going to be out Friday, so give that a listen. And this Friday or this Friday? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so if you want to know about what this that. song's all about? <laughs> give us a, a a listen on Fridays as well as Wednesdays. Get you ready for the weekend, and maybe it could be a good pump up party song so you can go out and enjoy your weekend maybe this one will they're not all going to be super happy pump up songs (laughs) yes they are all right everybody have a great week and thanks for listening